Hey, this is Mary H.K. Choi, and you're listening to Hey Cool Life, a micropod about mental health and creativity. This is episode 12. It is January 13th, 2019. I'm back in New York. I'm back in Brooklyn, and it's kind of great. I do love sleeping in my own bed. Um, It's also kind of hard. Uh, There's nothing quite like the whiplash of wanting privacy because you're staying at your parents' house and then like coming home to like an empty house. Um, My partner is out of the country for the next few days and so I'm just feeling the absence a lot more. I shared yesterday about the like the abundance you know in ITALs of, of like being present for your friends and calling upon them for help and like the bonds that creates and how just being present period is so wonderful because there are so many gifts when you're not like tripping out about the future or trying to live in the past but the one thing about being super engaged and present is you know you are more dilated and so you feel your you feel your feelings and on the car ride home from the airport i was like completely overcome with emotion and again like historically i've prided myself on being really stoic but now like stoicism holds no lure for me and now i'm just like hella emotional And I couldn't stop crying because I was really, really like, I really felt the weight of my parents' mortality. And as someone who, you know, like, I'm like older, this seems so obvious. And again, this is the distinction between like what you know and what you believe where I know my parents are getting older. Um, I know that because, you know, simple math and like the biology of it and all that, but I had such an emotional hangover, I guess, um, that I still feel the tale of today. And because I started using food and just like escaping You know, like, I was big into books growing up, unsurprisingly, for an author, and, like, all of that had to do with just, like, leaving my present moment. Um, And, like, so I've I've learned to dissociate from a very young age, and in a lot of ways, I feel like I missed out on the last, like, 30-plus years of, like, being with my parents when I'm with my parents. And because I'm finally able to be in uncomfortable moments and and really sort of like see my parents and like engage with them exactly where they are I guess and like as who they are I'm like tripping out on the loss of not only only all this time but also like the fact that the very very inevitable fact that they are going to die and this feels like a truth that I'm only now sitting with and 
If that sounds totally crazy, like I completely, um, you know, <laughs> I relate because half of me is just like astounded that I'm like, oh, you are really only just realizing this. Um, but another aspect of that is that as the child of immigrants and because we do not speak the same language with the same degree of fluency, I'm really never going to have that day where miraculously, you know, before they die and somehow, you know, in this fantasy, they know they're going to die and so they're feeling extra poignant and extra desire to, like, tell me incredibly profound things. Like, on this magical day, like, you know, I'm not going to suddenly speak really, really great Korean the way I speak English and they're not going to suddenly speak really great English so that they can, like, receive all of my thoughts and like how much I consider them and how nuanced my and special to me my love for them really is and like we're not gonna have that day and so I guess that's like incentivizing me to be realistic about how precious the time is that we do have even if it's totally suboptimal and like kind of traumatizing um, you know, so that's just kind of where I'm coming from this morning, and truth be told, I'm also just like hungover, hungover, because I smoked weed last night, and I'm not punishing myself for that, I've mentioned before that I am sober, um, as a part of my recovery from the eating disorder, and just how busy my little brain gets, um, I don't know why I said little, I don't mean to, like, minimize it or make it diminutive or whatever but yeah like so part of that is just like I I forgive myself for doing that I'm definitely not going to beat myself up um but it's something I have to inspect and you know I've shared about how I've been chewing a lot of gum lately and that is a tool that I use um sometimes if I need to because that mechani- that mechanism is is quite soothing to me um and i and like accepting that i have these crutches is a part of accepting my own imperfection but i am a big believer in harm reduction and in certain moments like allowing myself to sort of like have these crutches make it so that i don't careen and like for me the place I can't get to is I can't say fuck it in my head. Um, and so if I were to like eat a ton of sugar instead, I would say fuck it and, you know, just probably like go into full fledged like bulimic episode. And once I've broken that, once I've like broken that, like I'd definitely be like just super high and just do all the other things. And it, it, the reverse of that doesn't necessarily hold true. Like, I don't smoke weed and immediately start binging. Um, so, yeah, that's just, like, half self... It's, like, half rationalization, half harm reduction. And so, yeah, that's something I have to, like, think about because... Anytime I pick up something, instead of just sitting through a feeling that usually passes within like 20 minutes, 
it means that my addiction and my disease just gets more points and it gets stronger so in the same way that like you your body remembers like all the things your brain made it do like my addiction is petty and like is tallying up all these points and like you know every day is like a a blood match between like my recovery and my addiction so that's just something that I have to be held accountable for um yeah the other thing too about being aware with my parents is that I am on the hook for how insensitive I can be to them too like I forget that like because they're my parents and that's just so loaded I forget that it's not loaded for them well no I just disavow any knowledge of or I just don't give enough credit to the fact that me being their child and being home as an adult is extremely loaded for them too and like I noticed this you know I had a blow-up fight with my mother like about a year ago when she was like she'd like cooked this really elaborate like basically a banquet and was like starting yelling at me to get up so so I could start eating it and I was like eight in the morning And I remember feeling like really violated and feeling like it was a really violent thing. And I felt like she was force feeding me. And as someone who was just beginning to find some recovery and understanding around an eating disorder, like I felt like it was this like horrible thing. I felt that like she had cooked at me. And it wasn't until like we had a conversation about it later where like by, you know, by then like everyone's sobbing. And I was just like, oh, like she made Thanksgiving at eight in the morning because I hadn't seen her in six months. And she knew I was exhausted because I was on book tour. And everyone is just really like on eggshells around everyone else. Like I can be incredibly traumatizing to my parents. And that's also something that I'm coming around to. Um... Yeah, so like while I feel super raw because all of the microaggressions and all of the sort of patterns that that I observe with my parents is tough, like I started doing this thing and it might be helpful um, where, you know, I, I have this thing when I'm writing that I always have one draft where I read it out loud because hearing it to my own ears, especially dialogue, I'm like, oh, that's too long-winded, no one's going to say it like that, or I'm like, oh, that's a run-on sentence, or like, oh, you switched tone, like, those things only become apparent when I hear it in my own ears, and a lot of musicians and producers will do, like, the car test for similar reasons, where it's like, if I'm driving, how does this feel, how does this sound, like, what is this, like, a vibe, like, how does this feel as a vibe to me, and you kind of like it's different than like sitting with like demoitis inside of a studio or like with headphones on um so i started doing this thing where i translate what my parents are saying to me in korean into english and sometimes it's deeply fucked up where i'm like yo like high key my dad really is um super vanity driven and super superficial and kind of abusive like he has a running commentary of my appearance 
and it's everything from like the size of my face to my weight to uh, how I'm dressed or like how other people perceive me or judgment on my hair or that just you know like and a ton of projection and like all this like crazy stuff of like oh you walk around your partner with hair like that that sort of thing and I'm so used to it because it's been there my whole life so when I translate it into English I'm like yo (laughs) these things are not okay and it lets me really like put it in its right place which is which isn't like fuel for me where I'm like oh look at all these recriminations it's more like oh like I feel sad or like um I you know like I feel hurt because this is hurtful um but yeah so I'm still processing a lot of the parents stuff the other thing too is like I realize that I'm so impatient with them like I you know I forget that they don't we don't speak the same language on their side too and so they were having they were talking to me about um whether or not I was interested in ever buying a house and like as a New Yorker I was like lol like what is what are these nonsense words where like why are we even wasting time on this conversation and it came to pass that like basically because of my father's mobility issues they can't live in a like a two-story house anymore and they want to move and it was like a really circuitous way of getting there but I just like held true and I was just like making my own critic kind of like shut up and just like navigate what the conversation was and I found it and it just like had like that simultaneous like flood of like compassion and also guilt being like oh no like had I been any more impatient like I wouldn't have gotten here and I just you know I'm sure there's hundreds and thousands of conversations that I just like lopped their heads off because I was impatient and yeah and like sometimes those circuitous moments like come from like a place of vulnerability it is difficult for my parents to admit that they that their house is too big and like why that is and it's I'm like oh like I don't get to be the only one freaked out about your mortality. And so sometimes, like, getting out of my, like, own head is the only way I can, like, see how selfish and egocentric I am in that, like, I feel like the only one affected by their, like, looming death. And that, for some reason, like, completely blocks out the truth of the fact that hey maybe they are also freaked out because it is literally about them um the other thing I'm noticing is that like sometimes hanging out with my parents is the absolute opposite of writing and um like I've shared I've shared about how like when I'm working how not working has to look like me being really still and really resting because being social is really hard for me Um, And sometimes that can be just as taxing as working. But I have noticed that being with my parents is this, like, whole other, like, energy expenditure. And when I'm present with them, like, I might be tired in the moment, but it is oddly restorative, um, even with this emotional hangover. So I'm observing that. And I'm also, like, curious. I'm like, oh, God, is it different from writing? Because you're like mining them for story fodder like I can't fully tell 
Um, but I just wanted to, to share that. So yeah, like basically be gentle, be kind, don't beat yourself up about harm reduction, but be super watchful over it because that is a slippery slope. Um, but no one can really tell you like what harm reduction, like things or modalities will work for you. Um, yeah, like if your parents make you nuts, like try to take a moment and pause and go really slow so that you can like find some empathy. It takes me way too long to find empathy as a person who is so like kind of stunted because of this addiction. Um, and I hope you guys have a gentle Sunday. It's really cold in New York, but that's okay. I no longer take it as a personal insult. Um, yeah, have a great day.